Now, the Bobby Curran Show on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome to a game day Thursday. Tonight, Hawaii's basketball team <clears throat> takes on UCSB at the Stan Sheriff Center. I think that would be interesting. And uh, they have the returning um, MVP of the conference in A.J. Mitchell. He's a fellow countryman of Noel Coleman also. He's Belgian, so which is interesting. We, we've got a couple things that I want to get to today. And I... I, I have predicted it. I don't feel like I deserve any special credit for having picked uh, Sandy, uh, the L.A. Chargers, as the, as the destination for Jim Harbaugh. I thought it was the one that was obvious. I thought it made the most sense. Uh, you know, I felt they had the ingredients. They had the really good players, the great quarterback, and a guy who Harbaugh has publicly said many times that he thinks – this is what the quarterback position is becoming, what Justin Herbert brings. So, I mean, they couldn't have surprised anybody very much. And I started to think maybe there's something, maybe there was a, maybe a money thing. I, I didn't know what it could be that the holdup seemed longer than I thought necessary. And I also thought, you know, Jim Harbaugh's got to get to, you know, got to get let Michigan loose on this. If he's going to leave, leave, and then let Michigan go about its business. And they apparently are. They're going to hire, it looks like, uh, the guy who's been his main uh, assistant now for I don't know how many years, but he certainly uh, has earned the right for the, to the job. It's one of those jobs, though, that you, now with the expectation level raised through the roof for the Wolverines, I think you got to be really – now you got to be better than ever. You can't just be okay. It's it's not going to do it coming in third in the Big Ten, and you know not playing in the Big Ten championship game. That is not going to get it done. So I think you'd have a very very short stay if that's the way that starts to go. Um, I, this is my take on it. I, I think I also think that the expectation level. I want to get your opinion on this, Tanner. I think the expectation level in L.A. for the Chargers is going to be through the roof. I don't think any, I don't think making the playoffs is going to get it. I think you're going to have to go pretty deep, maybe to the NFC championship game, maybe even past that. I, I don't know. Maybe the, you need to get to the Super Bowl. Well, what's your thought? I mean, how reasonable is it to have that kind of expectation of the Chargers? I think it is reasonable to some point. This is a team that I think has always been a somewhat kind of dark horse favorite every single year, especially when you have a guy like Justin Herbert. Uh, the one thing that the Chargers basically need is a competent coach, which Jim Harbaugh is presumably one of those, 
as well as a little bit of better luck when it comes to injuries because whether it be Justin Herbert not finishing out last year, uh, Joey Bosa not having like a full healthy season, same thing with Derwin James and Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. I mean, that team is always riddled with injuries, I always feel like. So they get better luck on that. And now that they have what you assume to be, you know, competitive coaching with Jim Harbaugh, it kind of feels like the sky's the limit for this for the uh, L.A. Chargers, especially I, now that they have the fifth overall pick in the draft. Sure, I think they got it. They've got to sign and spend on a strength and conditioning coach. I mean, there are really good guys now, and it makes a difference. I mean, in terms of keeping people healthy, you just don't run guys out in practice at this level because there's that number of injuries. Okay, you could say, "Wow, it's just bad luck." Well, it might be bad luck, but I would look explore other solutions that maybe are your training regimens up to speed? Are you guys doing the state-of-the-art uh, exercises and preventive treatments for players? I, 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 may, I have doubts about that. I, I just get the feeling that that is the too consistently highly injured. And that should not happen. So spend some money and get that. You got to get that. It's not just spending on the coach. You got to spend for the complete package. That's my, my take on it. Well, this is all interesting because some people are saying, who's the better coach, Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh? I, I don't know. I think I probably would say that Jim Harbaugh is because you can get whatever players you can sign in college, I think it's probably tougher in the pros. Uh, that's just my thought because it's harder to get that uh, complete uh, roster full of star players. I mean, it's just the draft doesn't really permit that. So you've got to really be accurate. Your, your uh, evaluations have to be spot on. And then – You've got to be great because, to me, free agency in the pros is the portal in college. Some people we know run the portal way better than others. I don't think there's any question about that. And we sort of know this already. I'll tell you, give you an example of a head coach in college who was very successful, less so because he has not embraced the portal, and that would be Dabo Swinney at Clemson. There are other guys that are marching circles around him because they're all over the portal. They recognize that this is the way to transform their programs. And there are some guys already who are showing to be very adept. I'll tell you who I think will be very adept at. It is Kalen DeBoer at Alabama. Les Miles is not shying away from the portal or from NIL for that matter. And I think that's going to be the case at a lot of the places that are successful in this next decade. I just don't think you can ignore that. I much, as much as Dabo Swinney would apparently like it to be like it used to be, it's not going to be like it used to be anymore. That's just how it works. Which is why I'm very anxious to see what the new staff at the University of Hawaii can accomplish. Because I think you've got a wonderful combination of some veteran 
coaches who have been around the ballpark, who have a great deal of self-confidence, who have equanimity. I mean, they're not going to get rattled very easily. And I think that is going to be a huge stabilizer for the program. Now, what can you do in things like Portal? And when you have personalities like Chris Brown, who's in the new defensive coordinator, when you, I mean, the new, um, uh, he's new linebackers, he's an assistant associate head coach now. I think when you get guys like that whose enthusiasm runs over the top, I, I kind of think that you're going to have maybe a leg up on some of that stuff where you can only do so much with what you have. But I think Hawaii is going to be able to do more than most people would expect. I think that happens when you get people that will run through a wall for a coach. I mean, they, they, I think Chris Brown inspires that kind of motivation. I think in terms of quarterback whispering, I don't think you could have better than than Dan Morrison because he's so calm. His his whole deal, he's not a yeller or a screamer ever. He'll just take a guy aside and they talk quietly. And when that guy comes out, he's usually like a new man. I mean, he has that effect on quarterbacks, which is absolutely genius, I think. And it's going to be interesting now to see what happens elsewhere. Jeff Reinbold's Ben also, he's first of all, he's got a huge love for Hawaii. I want to talk to all these guys sooner or later. I think we got to do that because I want everybody who doesn't, who missed it the first time around, because Jeff Reinbold and Dan Morrison were here before. Now, not so Dennis Thurman, but he's familiar. Rich Miano was telling us the other on Tuesday that yes. Jeff Reinbold, he, he's, not only does he know these two, him and Morrison, but he has worked the Hula Bowls coaching staffs with Dennis Thurman. So he feels pretty familiar with these guys. I actually think this is going to be a boost for this group. Let's do this. Let's take the quick timeout. We'll come right back and we'll have Hawaii head football coach Timmy Chang. Stay with us on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back on this Thursday edition of the program. It's game night for the UH basketball team, but a lot of interesting things going on with the University of Hawaii football. To that end, we've got head coach Timmy Chang uh, joining us this morning. Timmy, how goes it? Bobby, Bobby, whoever does your beat in, the, in, in between breaks, that thing, that thing got me going. It should get everybody juiced up in their cars and getting ready for work. All right, there you go. Hey, you know what, Timmy? I, I just think this has got to be – it's one of those things that I don't think anyone could realize, unless they're in your shoes, how difficult it can be to make a wholesale change the way you've decided to make that you thought was necessary for this team to get untracked. And I, I just wonder how tough it was. Yeah, uh, it's, it's never easy. You know, you, you bring guys in to do a job. Um, you know, as, 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 I, as I come back to, you know, my alma mater at home uh, after being away off and on for about 20, 20 years, um, you know, you get to see um, some of the things that, you know, you feel need to take place to win games. 
And so, um, yeah, changes changes were uh, were, were necessary. Um, and and I think uh, you know it's it's a part of it, right? It's uh, you know you you got You got to bring in guys that that it can help. Um, and some of the guys that some of the guys that we brought in um, have a lot of experience uh, in coaching ball, and so um, that that was the biggest that was the biggest thing. I wanted to start off. I know that you have relationships with people like Dan Morrison, and I think with Jeff Reinbold too. But I didn't. I was wondering what was the connection with Dennis Thurman. Yeah, um, Dennis is a was a good friend of um, of Dan Morrison. Um, I pretty cool story. I was actually I was actually recruited by Dennis uh, to USC when Dennis was the was the um, was the, was the defensive backs coach there. Um, and uh, and then along the way, um, I, I ran into him in Buffalo at Buffalo Bills when I was interning, and he was a defensive coordinator. Um, and and um, you know, I, I, had, I had a chance to talk to him. Um, I had a chance to talk to him, just kind of you know, just just shoot the breeze, see what he was doing. I know I I, I remember he was at Jackson State because they were, they were getting a lot of publicity there with Dion. And um, and then and then when he, I have some buddies that also were at Jackson State that, that followed Dion to Colorado, Colorado. So. I kind of was just interested to see what he was doing. We talked defense. It it, 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 it was the type of defense that I wanted to run, um, and and really get back to uh, getting after uh, getting after quarterbacks and and those type of things. And so um, guys flying around, and, and so it, it it seemed like a really good fit. And um, you know we we've been together for about two and a half weeks now, and um, you know it's a, it's a it's a it's a pretty good feel around here. Let me get your thoughts on Dan Morrison because. I mean, he was around when you were playing, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was. He's he's been he's been um, he's been June's June's quarterback coach uh, throughout time. So everywhere since since Punahou, uh as a as a head coach and 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 he he was he was the last last guy I I played against in high school um, that wow. coached at Punahou. and then he came over and um, he came over and. Uh, was at Hawaii for a number of years and then followed June to SMU. And then, you know, the XFL, the CFL, um, and, and really, you know, all these different places he's, he has followed June and, and all those quarterbacks that he, that he has. I mean, it's amazing to me because every quarterback that he's touched from Hawaii to SMU to the XFL, to the CFL became league leaders and, and, and really, um, some of the best quarterbacks in their respective leagues. Yeah, I remember watching P.J. Walker go to the NFL, who had played for the Houston Roughnecks with those guys. So, I mean, it wasn't that. Uh, it's not unusual to see one of those June quarterbacks from those so-called minor leagues get up to the get the call up. Yeah, you know, the development and, and the things that June and, and, and Dan – uh, talk about with the quarterbacks and what they ask him to do, um, and, and reading coverages and anticipating and being really good um, with their eyes and all the things that we talk about with quarterback play. Um, it, it, it really it really helps. It really develops quarterbacks. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have said that when I was coming out or when Rolo was coming out and and some of us were coming out. But the way that the game has changed to spread and what they're doing now with uh, with quarterbacks. Uh, you're, you're gonna you're gonna look at run and shoot quarterbacks just because of their knowledge of the game and the back end, and then catching them up. You know, like like things to talk about what Shager and the development of our quarterbacks. 
you know, identifying mics. You know, you, you can hear those guys during the playoffs. They're, I mean, it's really good and cool how they um, how you can hear the, the chess game going on and identifying mics, protecting yourself, taking taking uh, taking a play from one side to the other, and those type of things. And so, uh, the run and shoot quarterback. I mean, he, he he's going to evolve just the same way the NFL game evolved, and and that's why Dan is so important and, and crucial to us. And his. Uh... He's always seemed to be faithful to whenever he's asked or been called to come back and help. He's always been willing. Yeah, he, he he's you know he's he's been in training camp. We made a really good uh, a jump when he came he came to UNLV. I mean we're we weren't winning games uh, after UNLV. I mean we had a bad October, but you know just having him around, having second eyes on things. Talking about, hey, what are you talking with Shager? Hey, what are you talking about offense? What are you guys asking him to do? And we cleaned up a lot of things, and and that's and, and a lot of, I true I I really attribute a lot of the success that we had on the back end of Dan, um, you know, of our last season. Even though he was not a coach, he helped clean me up in where what we're asking guys to do, and all these different things. And so, um, you know, it, it I mean, Shager just became a better quarterback because of it. So having a full having you know having Dan with him now all the way to August, you know I expect I expect us to be a lot better and um, be better in the quarterback position to be better as an offense in general. You know Jeff Reinbold's an interesting cat. I always thought I used to say he's Mr. Hawaii because this was always the guy wearing the lava lavas, the blonde haired blue eyed lava lava guy but he always had a tremendous enthusiasm love for hawaii was that part of what uh, was attractive about him yeah you know jeff has a has a unbelievable love and passion for hawaii the culture the people um he might not be from here but boy does he love this place and love the people and love everything about us and what we do and who we're about um pretty 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 special um, person and and the experience that he has in in and and the volume of coaching that he has is uh, is remarkable and so he's going to do a great job with us recruiting developing kids and and that's really what it is right um you know in in a day and age right where you know the the need of players is oh let's go find the guest the best guy you know the 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 guy that's already developed let's go pay for guys let's go buy buy players uh you know, we're developing them, and, that, and that's what we need. We need coaches that can develop guys. You know, I, I just think this whole thing and the rooms and the various coaching rooms, I just think this has got to be a tremendously invigorating deal, I mean, when to have these guys around. It is. It is. Uh, it, it, it's, it's pretty special. Uh, these guys bring instant credibility to our staff. They, they, they do around our, our kids, our kids pay attention. I mean, you bring a guy like Dennis Thurman in the back in the secondary, and a lot of our guys are from the mainland, um, and, you know, from, from you know, state, from corners and, and those type of deal. You know, he comes and he talks about coaching Ed Reed. He talks about coaching Antonio Cromartie, uh, you know, uh, Revis, and you know, it, it's an unbelievable deal when you can have guys that been there at that highest level and defensive coordinator at the highest level, coach the best athletes, coach the best players, at their respective positions, and then you can talk about what we, what they talked about, and what they've seen, and what they've done, you know, even on and off the field. And if, if these guys aspire to get there, um, then they're going to do the things that 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 they need to do to get better. 
Uh, Timmy, are you, is the basically are you have you completed the cycle for next year for the coaching staff? Yeah, I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty locked in. Uh, there's 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 uh, Anthony Arsenal's the last hire at running back coach, um, born and raised here. Um, that he's a teammate of mine, but uh, he went on through his coaching journey uh, at a bunch of different places. Most recently, he took over the the, the running uh, the, the the receiver room at Nevada, what I was coaching last and uh, for the last two years. And so uh, it's good to have him home. Um, and, and then you know we'll, the, the support staff, and, and there's there's still change. I mean. Even till yesterday, I mean, another guy gets hired um, that 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 you know might 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 have a trickle down effect on a lot of places. I mean, and you just never know in this profession. And so, um, you know, it might not be the last, but but hopefully uh, we're we're pretty intact um, because uh, because the continuity and the stability is really good. Let me get to this. Are you open to the idea that the Alejado kid from? Bishop Gorman would get a look. He'd get a chance, possibly, if he's good enough to play this this upcoming year. You know, it's really difficult to play as a freshman, as a true freshman. Sure. Um, you know, it, you know, it, 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 if you know, if, if Braden had not come back, uh, or the team had not welcomed them back, um, then then we would have been forced uh, to to look at our our, our freshmen uh, and 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 Jake Farrell and 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 John Sagapola as well as Micah. Um, I think given that, that Braden's back, um, you know, he, he has a lot of reps under him. And so we'll see how, it's, we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, a lot of things can happen from now to the first week of, and then, you know, the 12, 13 games in the season. Well, what you always hope is everybody stays healthy because that's number one. Uh, you can't play if you're not healthy. So that's, that's right off the bat. But assuming he's <coughs> healthy, you'd have to think Shager would have an edge. Yeah, yeah, you know, he, you know, health is health is unbelievable. Sorry, it might get loud. My my guys are are running by. Uh, they sound fairly enthusiastic. But Bobby, that's uh, that's six thirty every every morning here that's at great. Uh, the University of Hawaii. Fabulous. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, you know, uh, sorry, I forgot your question. These guys are all running by. No, I was just wondering. I mean, you have to stay healthy. We all know that. But I would assume that you guys are going to give various people chances to uh, to impress with the new new coaching staff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you know the the last thing. Uh, one of the last things Gene talked to me when I, uh, the other week was, you know, make sure these guys stay healthy because an injury. An injury here and there uh, can change the tra- trajectory of your team, and so um, we had this term "practice like a pro" uh, when we played here, and um, you know that's what we have to do this spring: make sure not get any anybody hurt. But but you're but you're absolutely right. I mean, there are some guys in, in key positions um, that that need to get reps that haven't haven't gotten all the reps or a lot of the reps that are going to be asked to move into starting position roles. I mean, we don't have. We don't have a lot of guys that left, and 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 we're going to have a lot of returnees. But there's some positions that we gotta get the depth right, and we gotta get guys that that will be asked to do a lot of things, and we're counting on. And so this spring is huge, and it starts Monday. 
Well, this is going to really be fun. It looks, it seemed, is it just me? Does it seem like this is an earlier start than usual on spring practice? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. We have a unique schedule because we start one of the earliest. I mean, our our calendar compared to uh, a lot of other places uh, start a little later. And so, you know, this you know, this past Monday was a lot of a lot of people, a lot of colleges across the country. That was the first day of school. Was this past Monday? We started two weeks prior to this Monday, and so this is our third week of us being here. And so, um, you know, you got to make decisions that you're gonna you're gonna lift all up front and then play your your, your spring game in the back the back end. I elected to to do our spring game a lot, our spring ball a lot earlier. Um, one, given we have the we have the weather to do it. Um, sure. And two, um, you know, I, I want to. It, it all it all depends what you want to emphasize in the off season with your guys. Uh, we're going to get a lot of football um, because we, the way that we practice, the, the ownership we put on our players to go out there and and run seven on seven and run team and do the drills, and so they're going to get a lot of football. But there's but there are benefits earlier and there are benefits to going later. I like going earlier. Um, because we can, we can work on a lot of different things on the back end when we still got them here for the months of March and April. Uh, I just think this is really exciting. Uh, when you look ahead to the schedule, what are the high? What look like the high points for this this upcoming season? Man, the schedule looks the schedule looks really good. I mean, uh, you know, you add in Washington State and uh, to our, our our side and our and. and and what we're going to play, um, you know, we, we go – our road games include Washington State, Fresno State, San Diego State, Utah State. Um, those, are all, those are all really good teams. And yep. so um, you, bring, you bring here Boise, um, UNLV, uh, Nevada, as well as uh, New Mexico, and that will round off our eight, our eight games. And then you got UCLA here as well as uh, on the road at Sam Houston. And um, – you know, uh, you know, you play Northern Iowa, and then we're just we're just waiting to finalize our our twelfth game, and so we'll see how that goes. Really good stuff, Timmy, and I, very exciting. So, I thank you for coming on with us, and I wish these next couple of weeks are going to be important. So, I'm wishing you the best of luck. Thank you, Bobby. Uh, anytime, man. I appreciate you, and good to hear your voice. All right, man, and uh, have a good practice today. And they're getting after it already. That's uh, exciting stuff. We're going to do this. Take a quick timeout and be right back on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back. And I, I just have to, I can't resist this, but I thought that was so obvious on the, on the, um, Jim Harbaugh higher. I mean, I didn't want to get confused with his brother because it's, you know, they're, they're, I think John Harbaugh is one of the better coaches in the NFL. I would put him in the top, you know, tier, top third maybe of coaches. There's an awful lot of good coaches around. And he's clearly shown he has a great ability to to run a program sort of as, you know, the, the assistants, the hires have always been good. And I think Jim Harbaugh will do the same. I think Jim Harbaugh will put together a really good staff at San Diego. I would expect that uh, they would be competitive right off the bat. And I think the biggest part of that is going to be straightening out Justin Herbert because considering his numbers, the wins and losses just aren't there. I mean, I, you got to say at some point, can't just be the quarterback. 
because he's putting up some pretty good some pretty good numbers. I, I just think I think that is the number one task for Jim Harbaugh is to turn the quarterback around. If he does, I think they could be playoff ready this year. Maybe even deep run, I think is possible. Because that you look at the roster, it's in. I keep wanting to say San Diego and L.A. It's enough to get you deep in the playoffs. I think if everybody can stay healthy, which they have not been able to do even close in the last few years, You're, do you think that's a playoff team first year? I think so, but like I think, like I had said before, I mean, this is a team that just needs to stay off the injury bug. And as long as they can find their way to stay out of there, then they should be a wild card team at least. And what we've seen so far from the playoffs this year is that now I think as long as you make it into the wild card, you have a pretty good chance of making it through no matter what. Yep. No, I, I think you have a chance. You have a real chance. I don't think being a wild card team is that much of an impediment anymore. Do you? No, I think it would also have to depend on the field, I mean, entirely. I mean, if you're lucky enough to draw the Dallas Cowboys when you're the seventh seed, then yeah, you know. Yeah, you've got a real chance. You. It's all in front of you, and that's really funny. I, you know, they're talking about Dak Prescott, 15, $59 million a year. I think that's outrageous. I just don't see what aspect of Dak Prescott is worth $59 million. Not seeing it. I also think it'll be interesting when it comes out, as I'm sure it will, what Jim Harbaugh's making. Because I suspect he didn't come cheap to the Chargers. I mean, I, I don't think Jim Harbaugh needs the money at this point. He's got enough money for the next three generations of his family easily. But I, I don't think that's the way he thinks of it. I think he wants to be... A part of being successful to him in the NFL is making a ton of money. And I get that. I mean, he comes from a coaching fan. His father's a coach. His brother's in the NFL. I mean, you can bet that there is a there's an expectation of success in that family. And part of it is making a lot of dough. I just think that's the way it goes. Um, I think some of the conversations taking place now, I'm sure he'll be watching his brother's team pretty closely because they hang their hat on defense. Michigan's defense this past year in their national title run featured really good defense. I think, though, that his number one priority has got to be Justin Herbert. I don't. How can a guy be billed as the best quarterback, the best talent in the NFL, and year after year fall short of expectations? I just think at some point people are going to be putting that on him. But I also think that in L.A. right now they think, well, that's come to a screeching halt. Now we're going to see nothing but a series of successful seasons for Herbert. I, I, who's to say? That might well be right. I'm not saying it's wrong. Okay, let's get to this analysis of uh, – uh, of the games this weekend, I'll tell you what I'm thinking. When I look at the Kansas City game, I think a critical piece is uh, Chris Jones. I, I just think he's going to be absolutely huge in this thing because he's such a great and dynamic player. And I think with a running back like Lamar Jones, you got 
you, Lamar Jackson, rather, you got to be able to uh, to find some answer for him because some teams have just been helpless since Lamar Jackson's come out for the first series. They just don't have it figured out with him. Listen, he's a very talented player, but there are times that he does not play as well as he does other times. And I'm thinking a big part of that is defensive personnel. And I think that you got to have Mr. Chris. I'm calling him Mr. Chris because he's that good. And now when you look at uh, the defense for uh, f- for Baltimore, I, listen, they're pretty damn good. They're the, they're the ESPN's top-rated defense. I mean, you can't say they're not excellent, but, I mean, we've seen people score on them. That's That's not like it can't happen. It just doesn't happen on average very often. Um, but I think they have one of the best, biggest challenges, and that's shutting down Patrick Mahomes. I don't know what it is, but Patrick Mahomes gets up for these things. You couldn't deny it. He seems to save his best moments for the most intense situations. I just think you got to at some point say that's credit to him. Um, I, I don't have any doubt that when you start to look at some of the quarterbacks around the league, I mean, what's the difference between Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes? Well, there's a number of them. For one thing, he Patrick Mahomes doesn't have bad week after bad week. I think Jalen Hurts has some proven to do. And I think he's got to be better than he was last year because when they were 10-1, and one, he was playing really well. And then they went on that huge skid, and it wasn't nearly the same. Are you thinking that was a one-year deal, Tanner, or do you think that is a problem they're going to have to figure out? Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah. Uh, with the Eagles, last year was just a bad year. I think you could see it in, this, in the reasoning why Sirianni went away with both coordinators. Um, if you watch the offense from this year with Brian Johnson – Compared to the offense last year with Shane Steichen, it's absolutely different. You could tell the play calling just wasn't as good. Um, the personnel never really seemed that great. The route concepts didn't really make a lot of sense. I think it was a good idea to go away from Brian Johnson. It's a move that a lot of people wanted to go away from. So if they do find someone that can use Jalen Hurts in a way that Jalen Hurts is best used, maybe not quarterback sneaks every single play. You can do that, but not a very healthy way to you know sustain an offense. No, it isn't. But I do think that Jalen Hurts will find his way back. Will it be back to like that MVP form? I'm not sure, but I think he can find his way back into the very good tier of quarterbacks. Okay, let's let me get to this. Where would you? Where are you putting Jared Goff among the the playoff quarterbacks? Do you think he's like now? Is he re- completely redeemed from the seasons in L.A. that caused them to get rid of him? I mean, are you feeling right now he's he's like a a match for um, you know? I maybe is is it too much to say that he might be slightly ahead of Brock Purdy? Well, I think Brock Purdy and Jared Goff kind of stand in that very like I I have a very arbitrary tier way of thinking about quarterbacks because obviously I got elite, I got super good, 
pretty good and good um, because at, there are points where most of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, they're not like half of them are pretty good. Like I think Brock Purdy kind of falls into that tier because, yeah, he had that really struggle bus of a game against Green Bay, but he had that really good final drive. He's only in his second year in the NFL, and he's already looked pretty consistent, hasn't really lost a lot of games in his career as a starting NFL quarterback. I think he and Jared Goff are kind of in that same zone. I probably have a little more trust in Jared Goff because, hey, he's made it all the way to a Super Bowl. And with Jared Goff now in a very favorable system with Ben Johnson, a lot of really great weapons all around. Yeah, I think rede redeeming redemption is the... I don't know if that's the right answer because he's improved. Because I don't think he ever got super good, then became really bad, and then got back to this level. I think Jared Goff, just as the years have gone on... Improved. Is, has improved. Yeah. And this year, I think right now, is a peak. It's going to be interesting to see whether or not Jared Goff can stay this consistent in the years to come. But that's going to be something that the Lions are going to have to figure out for the next couple of years. But for right now, I don't think there's that big of a disparity between Brock Purdy or Jared Goff at all. Will Dan Campbell be able to maintain the intensity that he seems to bring yeah. every week to that team? In the same way that Bill Belichick has found his way to maintain his sort of intensity, if you know what I mean. But I think I think Dan Campbell will do that. He's, I think, going to find a point in his career where he's like, all right, I got to rest my voice one of these weeks. Yeah. But I don't think that that point in time is it's coming soon. any dec any any from a decade from now. I believe this guy is full of passion. He'll be full of passion till the day he dies. I think you're right. I don't think that's going to change. Okay, let's get to this. Hey, call the coach with Charlie Wade is presented by Paxa. It returns Tuesday at is that six thirty p.m. live on location at Ruby Tuesday Moana Lua. Join us on site and enjoy Ruby Tuesday specials, prize giveaways, and get the latest on Hawaii Rainbow Warrior volleyball. We'll be right back. Welcome back on this game day Thursday. Of course, 7 p.m. is 6 p.m. with the pregame start with Josh and Gary. And uh, you can look forward to lots of basketball talk. I, I'm very interesting for UC Santa Barbara because they have had all kinds of uh, difficulties this season that they didn't expect. They were predicted uh, first or second almost everywhere. I think they're four and four right now in the conference. That is not what Joe Pasternak is used to. They're used to bringing in fabulous players and having their their way with this conference. I mean, that, that's been the case. It's Usually Irvine's been the impediment, occasionally Hawaii, but basically they've had their run, occasionally UC Davis. And UC Davis beat them the other night, which is interesting. So I, I actually think this is going to be a, an important game for Hawaii because they're really trying to get untracked. And they've had some experimentation going on with different lineups because I think they think it's very important to find a guy. They've, you know where they've really struggled all season? At the three spot. They've tried a bunch of guys. They've tried Matthew Cotton there. They've tried Ryan Rapp there. I don't think they're done with that experiment either. They're going to 
keep it up. Sometimes they may go bigger and may shift to smaller three guards. I think any of those things are possible. And so uh, it's going to be, I think, the small forward spot is, is can be so productive and so important. I don't think they'll continue, they'll stop uh, with the experimentation. I think they have to continue it until they find someone that sort of steps forward. That's going to be pivotal. And uh, they, they've been working at it hard. Now we'll see if, uh, if they can get this flipped because I don't think anybody, any of us expected Hawaii at this point of the season to be two and five in conference. I'm just saying that's, listen, it happens. There th- issues arise and you can't ever guarantee things. But I still think this team has the potential to be quite a bit better than they've shown and are probably better than their, uh, than their record. I think that's fair to say. How about this? The, uh, the Browns and Eagles requesting interviews with Chargers OC, uh, Kellen Moore. And that's according to the NFL Network. That's, that's interesting. I, I don't know. Do, do, does anyone think that they're likely to see him land in, say, Philadelphia? I think it's possible. I don't think I don't know about the Browns, but I guess anything's possible. You you can see because he has a uh, he has a lot of credibility around the league. I mean, he's the son of a coach. He was an unbelievable quarterback, a college quarterback in his own right. And I think you can see some of the uh, some of the experimentation that he that he enjoys. He'll take some chances. And that's great. I don't want to. I don't want to see a guy that's not yet thirty, that's not willing to take chances. He might be over thirty now. I don't know exactly how old he is, but he's he's not far over thirty if he is. And I can't imagine that he's not wanting to uh, uh, to continue that that trend. Okay, you got the sports animals up next, Chris and Gary, and uh, and uh, look forward to seeing. Uh, some of you at the at the arena tonight. For thanks to Tanner Hayworth from all of us. I'm Bobby Curran. Aloha.